This is Inklings. Today's story is Leave Me Alone by Matthew Ryan Limerick and performed by Greg Malios. It is inspired by the prompt crime genre about a golfer containing a crown with an unlikable protagonist. James wasn't attractive in a traditional sense, nor was he interesting by most societal standards, but he had a solid job, relatively low amounts of student loan debt, and was well-liked by those around him. And most importantly, he was a champion golfer. James liked the quiet calculations of golf, the solitary existence you can have on the green and still enjoy each moment. James disliked most people, so his space on the green meant he could exist in a heaven-like splendor. His work came with a few perks, and one of those was access to the most exclusive greens that California had to offer. And with that came access to stunning regal homes, holding treasures and secrets that the rest of the world could barely comprehend. Those secrets, and the treasures, interested James most of all. When things go missing, or the deepest of secrets are leaked in the early morning media, the publicist, the maid, or the overeager assistants are often blamed. And no one ever thinks of the unassuming and painfully reserved junior executive with a state college degree. The vacation home of his boss's boss's wife, who was the daughter of a New Jersey car mogul, was the location of today's afternoon game. All the junior execs and their bosses had been invited to get out of the bustle of L.A., where no work needed to be done. The famed private course would guarantee that James would have to share his space with the over-eager young executives, willing to do any number of things to climb the executive ladder. While he detested forced fun time with his exhausting co-workers, access to these fabled greens and the buildings that hug their edges were his main focus. While on the green, his mind shifted to the main house and the buildings on its fringe. Being mid-century new money, Mr. Dupree's wife suffered the serious malady of overspending with no real taste or style. Art, fashion, jewelry, and irreplaceable pop culture icons existed within those gilded walls. He smiled to himself and hurried through the rest of his game. His clubs were mounted on his back as he slinked away, crossing through a boisterous garden party and grabbing a drink and making sure he was seen by several people. He slipped into the house through an open kitchen door, with catering staff rushing in and out. The house looked as old as the grounds it was on, but several architectural choices dated the house to some time in the late 50s. The large windows threw beautiful natural light across the decadent treasures and artifacts within. He hurried from room to room, quietly sipping his cocktail. To anyone that would happen upon him, he would be perceived to be taking in the gaudy expedition of grandeur, but he was looking for something very specific, a fabled item, that even though he had never seen a photo of it, James would know it when he saw it. He crossed through a larger entryway to see an executive kissing the neck of a young secretary. He rolled his eyes as he entered the largest room yet. Unlike the rooms before it, this room was carefully curated, and though overstuffed, everything was in its place. And there was what he was looking for. His heart beat in his throat as he slowly approached the far wall. The tiny set of crowns perched atop a small plush pillow that once had set on the head of Donatella Versace's dogs. They lived only in myth, and knowing Mr. Dupree's obsession with status and decadence, he knew 
they would be somewhere inside these secretive buildings. There you are, boomed across the room, and almost caused James to drop his drink and wipe out half of the featured items. He quickly turned to see Andrew, his boss's administrative assistant, staggering across the room. Andrew had been pursuing James since his first day six months before. Uh, yeah. Just wanted some quiet time away from all the levity outside. James put on his best rehearsed smile and cheery tone as Andrew bobbed and weaved closer to him. Oh, yeah? All those desperate pricks just kissing ass to climb up the ladder? Andrew's hand was on James's arm as he closed the space between them, pushing James against the wall, the crown's inches above his head. He could smell the expensive whiskey radiating off Andrew like a cheap cologne, his eyes darting around the room looking for a quick getaway. Andrew wrapped his arm around James's waist, shuffling the bag of clubs, and leaned in to connect a kiss. James could feel how unsteady Andrew was due to a few too many old fashions. Andrew's lips connected with his own. James quickly shifted his weight forward, causing Andrew to lose his own balance and slip away from James, stumbling backwards with nothing but a display of priceless Fabergé eggs to stop him. James took the smallest step backwards, connecting with the wall again, and he heard the desired ting of something precious and small falling into the golf bag. And instead of helping up Andrew, he hurried toward the doorway as three of his co-workers rushed into the room asking him what had happened. I don't know. He came in, and I was leaving, and then I heard the crash and turned around and saw him on the floor. The three dudes shoved past James to see who was on the floor. Fucking Andrew, the closest one muttered as they moved to help the drunk man up. James smiled to himself as he slipped out of the room and through the front entrance of the building and popped the trunk of an unassuming car. He made sure no one was watching as he lifted out the floor to reveal a spare tire and after throw a trigger hidden in the hubcap. It popped open to reveal a padded interior. He reached into the golf bag and retrieved one of the three tiny crowns and placed it into the hiding place before returning everything as it was and resting his clubs in the trunk and closing it. He decided it would be best to go back to the party. As he re-entered the house, a large crowd had gathered, because when Mrs. Dupree saw the carnage of what had happened to her Fabergé eggs, she fainted on the spot. Unnoticed, James followed his path back through the kitchen, winking at the thick and bearded waiter loading up a tray of pastry, back into the garden, grabbing another cocktail, and blending into the mass of people with a smile. This has been Inklings. Leave Me Alone is by Matthew Ryan Limerick and performed by Greg Melios. With beginning and end credit music by Brett Eagleston of the Let's Rewatch podcast. As always, thank you for listening and rounding out the second week of our Inklings series. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate and review Dole Up in Dreams and Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to check out our Patreon, where only $2 a month continues to help make interesting and new content like what you're listening to right now. Don't forget that on January 1st, Dole Up in Dreams is becoming Saturday morning confidential. You won't have to like or subscribe to anything else that will happen right here. Don't forget to share us with your friends on all social media. Now go out and indulge your imagination. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.